Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, actually here in Taipei, Taiwan, and traveling around just circled the entire island from Taipei to Taichung to Taichung, uh, all the way down to Kenting National Park, the Toroko National Park in the east, and then just made our way back here to Taipei today, actually, earlier today. And then from here, we're going to be heading to the Philippines. So make sure you follow us along on our Daddy Blogger World Tour uh, for a lot of pictures, videos, and blog posts at daddyblogger.com. And as we're traveling, we love interviewing fellow entrepreneurs, fellow world travelers, and fellow uh, podcasters, and I have one here on the show today, and uh, not here literally. She's actually all the way in North America. She's from a little little town called Ridgecrest, California, and and our guest today, her name is Cindy Albrook, and she's known as the Visibility Whiz. And it's so ironic that she's in a small town in uh, you know in California, not like the big cities like Los Angeles or San Diego or Anaheim or or uh, you know whatever the major cities. She's in a small uh, town, but she's able to become super visible. I see her all over social media and uh, YouTube and podcasting, and it's amazing the amount of visibility she's able to get. So, you who are listening, watching, you have no excuse. If Cindy can do it from over there in Little Town, California, if I can do it from the other end of the world here in Asia, you can get visible too. And you're about to find out how we can do that on this particular episode. So Cindy, how are you doing over there in Ridgecrest, California today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. And just so you know, I go by Cindy J, the visibility whiz. Um, there's a Cindy Holbrook Harlequin romance writer, so I don't want to be confused with her, so I go by Cindy J. <laughs> perfect, perfect. See, you're already demonstrating how you can stand out. <laughs> if someone has the same name, you might be John Smith, it might be another John Smith, but this is how you differentiate yourself. So, Cindy, one of the things we love to do to start off a show is to get to know our guests. So why don't you share a little bit about yourself and your background for all the people listening and watching. Well, for, as far as my professional background, first of all, I love my family. I have a husband, I have two adult children, and three grandsons. Maybe one day I'll be lucky and get a granddaughter, but I have three grandsons. But <laughs> anyways, before my business, I worked in social services for years. Uh, I've always had a passion to help people. Back in 2009, I learned about life coaching, and uh, I had a mentor that taught me a lot about what not to do. She wanted me to go to one direction and she kept telling me if I didn't do exactly what she told me to do that I'd never succeed. Um, I find it interesting 10 years later, I'm still coaching and she's not because it just didn't align with me. But like most coaches, I started out thinking I was gonna serve everybody, right? I mean, I didn't wanna pick a niche or anything. And once I let go of this other mentor who was really trying to get me into business coaching, uh, but it didn't feel right to me at that time. So I went to this convention and that's whenever I made the decision I was going to become a divorce coach because everybody says to coach, you know, your mess is your, what you should coach about. So I became a divorce coach, but because I do live in a remote area, there's 20,000 people in this town, and I'm literally 90 miles from any other town. So thinking about going to speak, you know, it would be four hours driving just to go speak somewhere, and it didn't make sense. So therefore, I really had to dig into how I could become visible online uh, in order to succeed. And what I found happening within the years is a lot of colleagues at convention, conventions would come up to me and say, 
hey, how did you get on eHarmony? How did you get on Huffington Post? You know, how did you get on prevention? How do you get all these places? And they started asking me to teach them to get visible the way that I was becoming visible. So that was my journey of becoming a visibility whiz, which um, I dropped the, well, I'm still in the process of dropping the divorce coaching, but I became the visibility whiz last year and am now focusing just on helping people, number one, build their confidence to be visible. And number two, there's so many ways to be visible online and even speaking, there's thousands of ways to speak online and people don't consider that speaking, but it is. Awesome. Thank you for sharing the backstory there of how you got into your current profession, which is helping people become more visible. And we all need that as business owners, as entrepreneurs in this day and age of social media. We definitely need to be mm -hmm. as visible as possible to get us more leads, um, you know, get us more clients and, of course, make more money. So what would you say are your top tips uh, in terms of um, getting visible for someone who's... Uh, uh, maybe new to business and they're starting out and they have no idea. They're so overwhelmed. Should I go on Pinterest? Should I go on Snapchat? Should I go on Periscope? Should I go on IGTV? Where should I start? What advice would you give them? And it's interesting. A lot of times I hear people, I ask them, why aren't you more visible? And one of the top answers I get is just what you just said. They say, well, I don't know where to start, but it's usually added with another phrase. It's added with, I don't want to waste my time on the wrong strategy. So if you're saying, I don't want to waste my time on the wrong strategy, and you really start digging, you are afraid of being visible. You say, hey, I want to be visible. I don't know where to start, so I'm just going to stay frozen, going to stay stuck, not going to go anywhere. Um, and you can hide behind that for years, for a very long time, because any strategy is going to work for you maybe not uh, the best that you are but there's always something to learn like i had said my very first mentor wasn't the greatest but this person taught me so many lessons and i don't regret for a moment the time that i spent with her so this is the way you need to look at these strategies you need to learn about one strategy just pick one strategy don't try to do all of them at the same time and you do this one strategy and you learn from it because you're never wasting your time if you're learning. So in terms of social media itself, uh, there are so many platforms and I don't think any of us can be on all of them. Like uh, for me, I'm quite active. I consider myself a social media influencer, but yet I ignore quite a few of them. I ignore Snapchat just because I don't have time for it. I ignore Pinterest because my target market's not on there. Um, so what advice would you give to people regarding social media? Because that's, the biggest marketing uh, tool. Right, it, it is. But first of all, um, with Pinterest, with uh, Snapchat, if you have a younger audience, you want to be on Snapchat uh, because it is. If your audience has women in it, uh, Pinterest is really great. I think anybody that has a target audience of women need to needs to be on Pinterest. And uh, Facebook, you know, it's interesting. I recently did a um a summit called the rocking online visibility summit and i interviewed experts from each um, of the different platforms and what's really interesting is everybody says my platform's the greatest you have to be here you can find your target market there but whenever you really start digging it's not a hundred percent true 
I've gotten a lot, especially when I was coaching divorced women, got a lot of traction off of Pinterest and Facebook. Um, LinkedIn wasn't the best for me, but now that I'm doing uh, teaching online visibility, LinkedIn is working better for me. So it's all trial and error, but definitely you want to look, uh, first of all, and see other people that are influencers in your niche, where are they? This is a huge tip on where you should go. If there's no huge influencers um, on you know, a Snapchat, then you don't wanna go there. And especially if you're not targeting, I'd say 30 and under. You, the Snapchat isn't going to give you a lot of traction. Twitter, a lot of people don't know how to use Twitter and they think Twitter is a waste of time. But Twitter is a great place to find reporters and influencers that can get you visible. So, uh, you know, but typically most people will start with Facebook. However, some people are starting to not like Facebook as much because of all the media attention it's gotten over the past year. But also Facebook is really tightening down on community. So it depends upon what your goals are. You know, if you want a community, Facebook is really good. You start a group in Facebook and it give yourself time to build it. There's lots of tactics that you can use. One thing is I see a lot of people do on Facebook is they'll go and they, they don't post consistently, number one. And number two, everything is buy my stuff, buy my stuff. They're not adding value. You always have to add value first. And join groups that where your target market hang out. And whenever you join these groups, you can answer people's questions, you can share your expertise without selling anything. And this is letting the people who are drawn to you come to you naturally, rather than you going out saying, um, you know, people's always like, I have to get a client, I have to get a client. But whenever you're just you, let the clients find you. It's so much easier to let your ideal clients find you than it is to go out there and try to find all of your clients. Great advice, Cindy, great advice. So in terms of the actual content, uh, you mentioned this uh, really well. You said, uh, don't be too salesy. Uh, but this is also something people struggle with. They're like, I want to promote my stuff, but I don't know what to write. Should I put a picture? Should I put a video? Should I do Facebook Live? Should I do um, just status updates? They get so overwhelmed. So therefore, they don't do yeah. anything. And this is a common thing. They, they overthink it. They get analysis paralysis. And then they basically uh, choose to do nothing. So. In terms of content creation on social media, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, I can take a 500-word article and I can create over 50 um, social media content pieces out of this one article. And a lot of times with content, it's because you're constantly either looking for content, you don't know how to create it, and like you said, you don't know how. Different social media platforms have, you know, different little rules. But basically, you want to share a little bit of personal and it doesn't have to be super personal but a little bit that lets your personality shine uh, like I've been posting these little positivity quotes like uh, be stronger than your excuses right because this really aligns with uh, me but also my husband and I we like to um, well, my husband's an avid fisherman. He likes going up north to fish. And there's a lot of cool stuff up in the upper desert in California. So I like taking pictures and posting them because this shows me out and about in California. It really shows different parts of California that people wouldn't even have been, you know, think about. So I do post those things like that. My youngest grandson, I will post pictures of him probably more than my older two just because they're adults now. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, little ones, yeah, pay attention to. But uh, so a little bit personal, but then you want to share your expertise. If you write a post or an article, grab parts of those and make your own quotes. This is how you're branding yourself. And a lot of people, they don't want to create their own content. They go out and they share everybody else's. And whenever you're sharing everybody else's content, you are not um, being, you're not being visible. You're not branding yourself. You're not saying, hey, this is what I know. This is my expertise. So it's just sharing from your heart what you know, what your expertise is. And it's not saying bye, 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 bye. You know, I have, I share other people's quotes. I'm a quote-aholic, uh, totally. So I, I probably have thousands of quotes in this Excel document that I've created over the years. And so I will make picture quotes out of them, but I also make picture quotes out of me you know, with my quotes um, on there, just because that way that gets me out there. Interesting, there is a survey not to, a year or two ago that said on Facebook that less than 10% um, of people create their own content uh, as far as the picture quotes are concerned. And the picture quotes are the most shareable item out there. So you're really losing traction. You know, I have, uh, my logo is a little hummingbird, and then I have the visibility with Cindy J on it. And so I put this on all of my pictures. And the reason I don't put my domain name on it is because some groups on Facebook will not allow you to share quotes if you have a domain name on it. But they'll let you share if it's just branding yourself like Cindy J, the visibility whiz. And this way people can still find me. I'm getting my name out there, but I'm not breaking anybody's rules. And it allows me even to create these uh, quotes and share them in other Facebook groups. Share them. Um, Facebook's typically the most shared thing. Pinterest, though, the same thing. Uh, I do the same thing on Pinterest. I will take the same picture that I use in Facebook and downsize it and put it in a Pinterest thing then I just add a top and a bottom so it has the 600 by 900 pixels that Pinterest likes. Yeah, definitely the repurposing angle. And I love your idea about not just gen generic uh, picture quotes because you can go to Google Images and just pull out uh, these uh, till the cows from home, but you really personalize it and brand it with your signature branding mm -hmm. and your logo. And uh, it really uh, um, helps with the visibility, like you said, because especially if people share it, your friends share it to their friends and they'll be like, oh, who is this? Right. And who is the visibility whiz? And then they're going to Google you and then boom, when you Google, when you Google CDJ, visibility whiz, you're going to pop up right there and page number one, right. position one. So I got to ask you this mm -hmm. question. You got the bridge between visibility and monetization. And often it's a big chasm. People don't know how to turn that network into money. So how do you cross the bridge between visibility and generating income through your social media? Um, I'd love to ask that question because it's interesting. Whenever I first started out, uh, just I was an affiliate marketer on one of my first websites, and I was getting like 25,000 visitors a month to my website and making zero sales. So just, but I was selling to everybody, so I was selling to nobody. And, uh, and it's really an important part. So just being visible does not get you clients. Uh, my saying is, visibility gets you leads. It's the way that you love and nurture those leads that get you the clients. So once you know how, whenever you're getting out there, you're getting visible, you don't wanna be all over the place. You have to have a clear objective. You have to showcase your expertise. 
uh, I always tell people, I love their names. You are the daddy blogger, right? The daddy blogger. Yeah. Okay. So you're, so you have, you have this little short phrase that everybody knows what you do and who you are right away. I'm the visibility whiz. And whenever you add these little phrases like this, it right away distinguishes you and makes people remember you. If you're at a convention and I say, hey, I'm Cindy J, they may or may not remember that. But if I say, I'm Cindy J, the visibility whiz, they're going to remember the last part. So this is part of becoming an expert. What do you want to be known for? And don't think that you need to wait for other people to tell you who you're going to be. And I forget exactly. I know it was Muhammad Ali. He said that he was the best and he became the best because I forget exactly what his phrase was, but if you ask anybody who was the best, they're going to say Muhammad Ali, but he's the one that coined the term that everybody knows him for. Um, and I probably butchered that, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm not a big sports fan, but I do know the story. And so you want to think of who you want to, what do you want to be known for and start branding yourself that way. You have to showcase your expertise. That's how you get clients because people can love you. You know, you go out there and you can be visible and people can love you and, and want to communicate with you, but they're not going to trust you to solve their problems unless you're showcasing your expertise. So that's how you bridge the gap. It's, uh, my Facebook page is get seen, get known and get clients. And the get known aspect is specifically to get known as an expert in your field, because without that expertise, you're just going around in circles and not getting anywhere. So Cindy J, another question I have is like, uh, we talked about social media in quite a lot of details in terms of which one you should be on, what content should you produce. Here's to know about the other ways to be visible because you've got blogging, podcasting, YouTube, email marketing, your traditional media, mainstream media, new media, your speaking. Yeah. Tell us about all the different ways to be visible. Which one yes. And this is why I chose to be the visibility whiz and not a quote unquote social media whiz or social media influencer, because I want your whole web presence to have a very clear and congruent message from your website to any place that you speak, your, uh, uh, any place that you write, if you, writing to me is a great way, writing guest posts is a great way to get visible that a lot of people really don't even go to or they go about it the wrong way. So if you want to rate in the top, you want to go and to start doing some Google searches and find the people that are already in the top page um, that has something to do with your niche and then check and see if they accept guest bloggers. And if they do, then follow their submission guidelines and submit it. This is great for SEO because then you have this website that Google already ranks high linking back to your website. And I always say you don't want to write a post if they do not let you link back to your website. Um, you know, some people think that that's okay, but to me it's not, I'm giving everything to them, but I don't feel like I'm getting back the return. I'm getting my name out there, but then it's really hard. They may or they may not click over, but if I can say, uh, go to cindyjholberg.com and download the five secrets to online visibility, people are more likely to click on that than to say, hey, I like this article. I'm going to go check this person out. So uh, definitely you want to have your byline that they allow in there. And most of them do because this is helping your website grow. It's helping your whole web presence. 
speaking, as I said earlier, I have, I don't think I've ever with uh, being the visibility with spoken in person, all of my speakings online. I've spoken on podcasts. I've sp spoken on webinars. And if you're just starting out, I've also spoken on summits. If you're just starting out, you may be getting those, uh, you may have been asked to be in a summit or you might have requested to be in one and have those great people that say, well, you have to have 5,000 people on your list before you can be in the summit. And then you're like, well, gosh, man, I can't do anything. So what's the answer? Post your own summit. It's a great way to meet people and build your list and build your credibility. When somebody sees you, with somebody else, uh, if you're interviewing, like I interviewed Justin Livingston, he's, I don't know if you know who he is, he's pretty big, on uh, my podcast. So just because I interviewed him, people automatically give me an expert authority. And so whoever you're interviewing with, this elevates your expertise. And on the same time, you're learning and you're growing and you have more to offer your people so that is something else regardless what niche you're in you can create a summit i've seen them on divorce on health and that's how i started my divorce business was with a summit so everything summits are great and it's a great way to start speaking uh so i'm trying to think there's there's blog talk radio but you have to get out there and start looking to see what's out there uh because there's tons of places to speak so speaking writing uh guest writing um and being out there on social media, choose one strategy. And you don't want to choose all these strategies. You don't want to be trying to guest article and be on podcasts and do a summit and do Facebook at the same time. Choose one strategy to start with and get comfortable with it. You don't have to be a pro with it, but you have to get comfortable with it. So you have this steady uh, flow going on with it before you move to your next strategy. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, there's this acronym FOCUS. Follow one course until successful. Do the one thing and do the one thing well, and then you can branch, right? Uh, a lot of people just try to do everything, and then they drop everything, and they're like, it doesn't work. Social media doesn't work, email doesn't work, uh, YouTube doesn't work, because they're trying to do too much. And I've been guilty of that. Most entrepreneurs yeah. do a little bit too much. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Also, besides important. that, you don't just want to say, oh, I tried it for a week, I tried it one time, and it's nothing. Um, you know, one of my mentors, and he's, he's a very influential person, uh, he says that whenever he had his first, it was a first live event, two people showed up. And he was pretty devastated with two people, but he took it as a learning lesson and he didn't give up. But a lot of people do that with, you know, with, they might run one Facebook ad. Oh, it didn't work. I'm never going to do it again. They might start a Facebook group. Well, nobody came. I'm not going to do it. But how much effort did you really put into it? You need to give it a fair chance to work. And to me, a fair chance is two to three months. So Cindy J, I'm uh, curious to know about the podcast because uh, nowadays podcasting is a great way of really separating yourself, differentiating yourself, being on the cutting edge of this new technology. It's not new, but it's new relative to blogging and social media. Tell us about your podcast. When did you launch it? Uh, what are the themes and topics? And uh, you mentioned some of the guests, but tell us more about the podcast. Um, my podcast is Biz, B-I-Z, Success in 15. And what I do is I interview top experts 
who share 15 minute strategies to grow your business. In today's fast paced world, we want things that are fast. So with every guest that I interview, first of all, I ask them to share a challenge that they overcame simply because uh, this connects all of us together. We've all had our own challenges to overcome. And second of all, well, I shared a little bit about their business and then they share a strategy with you to help you grow your business. And uh, tomorrow I'm airing my 39th episode. And so I'm getting close to that 52, getting close to a year. And it's really interesting to me. I mean, right now there's 39 15 minute strategies that people can use. So it's really cool listening to all these strategies and how people come up with the different types of strategies to grow your business. And some uh, deal with the mind, some are actual um, physical things to do, you know, so it connects everything, the mind, body, and spirit to grow your business. Sounds great, sounds great. Definitely amazing podcast. Uh, curious to know, uh, what is your vision for the future now? Because you've done several different things. Obviously, you're quite prolific at social media. You have a virtual segment, podcasting, emailing, YouTube. Tell us about where do you see yourself in the future in terms of uh, what is next in terms of building your online branding, your own visibility. Uh, give us a little bit of a foreshadowing of what's to come for your life, business. Yeah, I, just, I, I just continue to grow. Uh, I've been thinking more about really venturing out into uh, live speaking, uh, getting on bigger stages, sharing my story. Uh, some things to, you know, life, I love that you travel, you know, on purpose to, and you can take your business anywhere. But I had uh, different family members become very ill in different states. And so I was very fortunate that, hey, I could go, my son, and he's healed 100%, thank God, but he broke his neck in 2015. So I had to go live with him for quite a long time to take care of him and my grandson. But that's one of the beautiful, beautiful things about an online business that I was able to take care of my son. If I had a nine to five job, I never could have done that. Uh, and, and well, really, I would have had to have figured something out because there's nobody else to help him. But, you know, there's things like that that you can take. So I've had all these other things, but now that my family seems to have calmed down a little bit and they're not taking so much of my attention, I'm really planning on in the next year getting out there and hitting up some live stages. Sounds great. Uh, looking forward to you to, for you to capturing the stage and, of course, increasing that visibility uh, from that public uh, speaking yeah. uh, side of yeah. things. And, and as I told you, too, I right now have a beta version of this going. But one of my other visions for my business and really to help people uh, is that, as I said, I can take one 500-word article and create multiple social media pieces out of it uh, within just a few hours to where you're not spending you know, tons of time on, you know, trying to figure out content. And so I, I'm going to be hosting this. I want this to be my signature product. Uh, so this is, you know, it's growing and I'm learning and I'm fine tuning it. So whenever you sign up with me, you'll be the first to know whenever the next phase comes out. Sounds great, Cindy. So uh, curious to know any closing thoughts. We've covered a lot of uh, subjects in this short podcast interview, uh, what do you find no tips? Because people might be like uh, feeling still overwhelmed. They're like, okay, I've heard all this stuff. Should I start a podcast? Should I do social media? Should I do a virtual summit? People might still be feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I don't want people oh. to end the podcast feeling this way. So what is your uh, comment? 
what should they do? Um, first of all, the very, very first step is always to build your own confidence and start with where you are. Uh, online and especially with everything thrown to us, we think we have to know everything and we think we have to have everything. But take back and tune into where you are and what are you confident doing right this minute? And maybe you're just confident sharing a few things on your Facebook page. Maybe you're just confident right now only working on your website, which is 100% a-okay. So then ask yourself, what can I do to push myself just a little bit out of my comfort zone? And then you start growing that way. But uh, overwhelm is my definition of overwhelm. I'm not for sure <laughs> what the exact one is. It's whenever you have a hundred things you want to do or think you have to do, but you have to do them all right this second. And that's where the overwhelm comes in. And whenever you think you have to do a hundred things right this second, you're not going to be confident to do any of them. So you need to start and look at your confidence in your mindset. Where are you? What are you willing to do? If you're terrified of video, don't go out there and try to do a YouTube video. I swear to God, my very, nobody's seen these, but my first videos was, I was literally like, my name is Cindy. Today, we are going to discuss, this is how I was coming across because I was terrified of that little camera. And a lot of people are. So it's whatever you're afraid of, start practicing if it's a goal that you want to accomplish. But if you're terrified of the camera, don't do the camera, don't do Facebook Live. Uh, do what you're comfortable with. That's always the number one key. Uh, and give yourself time and space to learn and be okay with where you are and then push yourself a little bit further and then a little bit further. This builds your confidence. Confidence is not something you ever attain. Confidence is a state of being. Confidence is being willing to try and doing something new right this moment. Well said, well said, Cindy. Uh, so in closing here, how can uh, people connect with you? And uh, how can they uh, follow you on social media, listen to your podcasts, sign up to your email updates, and more? Kind of stuff. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, I'd love to have you join my Facebook group. It's Get Seen, Get Known, Get Clients. Uh, you can read some of my blog posts, and I have all of my Biz Success in 15 podcasts on my website, cindyjholbrook.com. And also, um, while you're on my website, be sure to grab your free copy of The Five Secrets to Online Visibility. There you go. Make sure you grab a copy of that ebook and make sure you uh, sign up on iTunes for all of those uh, updates from uh, the podcast. And of course, join the Facebook group so you can be part of that community. Ask your questions and get support. Um, so thank you, Cindy J. It was great to chat with you and I look forward to chatting again. I'm going to be featured on your, your podcast, so we'll chat with you when we make that yes. happen too. Yes, and thank you. And it's been a pleasure. And to our audience, big hugs and we'll see you next time. Yes, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. I'll have the links below if you're watching this episode on YouTube. They'll be right in the YouTube description, so you'll be click right through and uh, check out all of uh, Cindy J's resources. And if you're listening on iTunes, they'll be right in the show notes. So make sure you follow Cindy J. Make sure you follow us. We're daddyblogger.com, and we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. Happy travels.